Hey friends, it's a new day. Here's a question. What Jewish holiday is a combination of Mardi Gras, Easter, and Halloween all rolled into one? Think about it. Some of you are already guessing it. It's the Feast of Purim. It says in Esther chapter 8, verse 17, in every province and in every city to which the edict of the king came, there was joy and gladness among the Jews with feasting and celebrating, and many of the other nationalities became Jews because fear of the Jews has seized them. There was this hellish dilemma that had come into the lives of the Jews because of this evil man named Haman. And you can read about that in the first seven chapters of Esther. But now God has reversed the edict of Haman by his faithfulness to Mordecai and to Esther and to all of the Jewish people throughout the, the Persian Empire. In fact, you can read about the full extent of the edict that now goes to the rest of the empire in the longest verse of the Bible. It's in verse 9 of chapter 8, where we read about the full extent of this new law. This new law shows us three things. Number one, it shows us the faithfulness of God. How many times do we feel like our back is up against the wall? We're right against the ropes. We're cornered. And God comes through his faithfulness to you and to me. The second thing that this passage teaches us is that God works through us. Mordecai and Esther were doing their job, and God worked through them alongside a secular government. There's the king of Persia, has real, really no inkling towards the God of Israel, and yet, because they didn't just flee from the, the empire of Persia, and they didn't just blame it and attack it and say it was evil, they infiltrated it, just like God calls us to go into culture, bring the gospel to other people who don't think and believe like we do, and calls some of us to actually go into government that is not always thinking godly. And so Mordecai and Esther do exactly that, and they model for us how God can work alongside uh, uh, unbelieving or secular government to do the work of faith. And then thirdly, it shows us that God does something like the king of Persia does. Remember, the king of Persia couldn't reverse his law. He'd already issued the edict that the Jews had to be killed. So he trumps that. He can't erase it in the law of the Persians. Uh, he trumps it with this new law that oversees it, overrides it. Just as God has a law that the wages of sin is death, someone must die for our sin. And Jesus trumps it by shedding his blood for our sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Jesus comes without erasing the law. He fulfills it 
and he dies, the perfect Jew, perfect man, perfect God, comes and dies for your sins and my sins. Wow, the faithfulness of God, God penetrating culture and government, and God keeping his law, the Old Testament, but bringing his New Testament on top of it. So that's why they were celebrating, because now they were not going to be killed, they were not going to be annihilated, uh, and they could defend themselves. So here's something. We just celebrated Halloween, didn't we? So just think back a few days ago of all the different costumes and all the different candy and all the different joy that was going on and multiply that by a bazillion to realize what the Feast of Purim in Esther chapter 8 is all about. The faithfulness of God to Israel and the faithfulness of God to you and me. Father, be with us today as we enter into this new day of joy and celebration that you love us and you are faithful to us. Give us courage to penetrate culture, to love our neighbors, uh, to be involved in life around us, to bring faith to people. And then, Father, we pray in Jesus' name, thanking you that you sent Christ to be the fulfillment of the law and that you, Christ, died for our sins. So we hand you our lives today, and we greet this day in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys.